Canada's economy is in a delicate balancing act between recovering from recession and protecting public health. And until we discover a vaccine or long-term treatment for COVID-19, it's likely to stay that way. What does this mean for Canada's economic recovery? And how can we transition people back to work without compromising their safety? And how will the public sector network of subsidies and guidelines help bring Canada back? I'm Kira Johnston, and this is the Leadership Perspective series from the Conference Board of Canada. Each episode, we sit down with an expert or experts to hear their perspectives on an issue that's affecting the lives of Canadians. With me today is Pedro Antunes, Chief Economist at the Conference Board, and we're going to talk about economic recovery during COVID-19. Welcome, Pedro. We are very excited to have you on today's episode of Leadership Perspectives. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Can you talk about choosing between the economy and public health? And as an economist, does it bother you when people make that binary distinction? I don't think we've been making that choice per se. I think what we've done is really focused in with the measures that have been put in place on the public health issue first and foremost. And I think that that has been the right choice, not only in this country, but across our regions, across our cities. And certainly we've seen a similar reaction across the world. We've made the right choice in terms of containing the virus. And of course, that's come at the expense of shutting down the economy and essentially a lot of job losses, a lot of repercussions around that. Those choices are in the past now. We are starting to open up the economy. And going forward, we're going to have to think about those choices on an ongoing basis. How quickly do we reopen? Can we allow certain sectors to fully come back to normal? And what is essentially the balance between the economic costs and the healthcare issues going forward. That is something that we're going to have to continue to tread over the next year. If it turns out that Canada's businesses reopen too quickly and there's another spike in infections, how can we avoid prolonging the recession that we're in? I think that's a definite risk. We are in a situation where we are assuming that we don't have a vaccine or a treatment for COVID-19 for a long while yet. Our assumption is that we probably won't have Canada's population fully immunized until at least a year down the road. This means that we're going to be operating in this world where there's going to be social distancing restrictions applied to many sectors across the economy. We're going to have to be careful to keep people safe, to keep businesses operating in that environment. So it's not so much about a second wave, perhaps. It's more about where will the economy operate? We won't get back to full capacity. We'll be operating at 95, at 97, at 98% capacity. And in some sectors, much, much worse than that. I think that's the real question. There's no doubt that we're going to see episodes where the COVID-19 infection rates come up. And our assumption is that that will lead to temporary regional shutdowns here at a school, at a certain municipality. So it's going to be a bumpy ride, but we're not going to see a second wave in the sense that we fully shut down the Canadian economy again. As we move forward, what are the biggest obstacles to easing people off the CERB and back to paid employment? This is an issue that we're contemplating very deeply around the disincentives that the CERB may be creating to get people back to work. And of course, it's a fairly generous program, especially in the sense that most of the people that have lost their jobs, or the majority of them, have been in areas or in occupations and industries where the median wage is quite low in comparison to the Canadian average. Essentially, the CERB really does cover fully, and for many people that have lost their jobs, their wages lost. 
We have to be careful about that disincentive. And of course, the CERB, if you earn more than $1,000 in the month, you lose completely the CERB. So there's a real disincentive there to even people working part-time or coming back full-time anytime soon. And we're already seeing anecdotally some stories of businesses and employers really having trouble finding workers despite unemployment rates being sky high. Our suggestion is that we really try to incent the wage subsidy. And the wage subsidy is, we feel, a better measure to get us through this period over the next year where we're going to have that bumpy ride. And the idea here is that a lot of organizations, small, medium, large businesses, are going to be operating at reduced capacity. They're still going to have very high costs. For them to be able to survive, a wage subsidy is a really good measure to help them get profitable and be able to extend their business operations. And not only that, but bring people back into the workforce. On our other podcast, Bright Future, we chatted with Hugh Siegel about universal basic income. What are your thoughts? Do you think COVID-19 will change the debate on UBI or has it already? There's been an awful lot of discussion around universal basic income. I do think that what's been really exemplary about CERB is how quickly and efficiently and effectively we've been able to get the support to households across Canada. The idea behind a universal basic income and Hugh Siegel's argument around that, I know, is about the efficiency of delivery of that program. That aside, though, we're going to be coming out of this recession, both at the provincial and federal levels, with higher debt loads. We're going to be scrambling to get our finances back in order to be able to put in place a program that is much more generous in any sort of way, I think is going to be difficult very near term. The other issue is a social safety net tends to be a provincial jurisdiction, universal basic income. We'd like to see it at a federal level. There has to be some agreement and alignment along there. I think universal basic income is a good idea. It could replace a lot of the very complicated programs that we have provincially across this country. It could be delivered efficiently, but I think there's going to be a number of challenges up front to be able to get that into place. Maybe that's something that we can think about for the longer term. Household spending is down. Can you talk to us about how we can get consumer confidence up again? I talked about certainly the support programs that we've seen at the federal level come into play. This is going to be a strange recession in the sense that this is the first time we've seen a recession where if you look at after tax and after transfer household income, it's actually going to be up quite strongly if you do all the math around the support programs this year. But that doesn't mean that households have gone out and spent this money. Of course, they're concerned about their jobs. They're concerned about what's coming down the road, about their incomes down the road. These support programs are temporary. That's what's holding back the spending. And we've seen and taken a huge, huge hit, of course, to consumer spending this year, which is having all of the resulting impacts on the economy. How do we go and get consumer spending back, consumer confidence back? And I think it's part and parcel of that same solution we were talking about earlier. It's ensuring that people are back onto the workforce, that they see their employment and their jobs coming back. That's going to be what helps consumer confidence. If we can do that with the aid of a wage subsidy program, as we just discussed, I think that would be optimal. But it's also, if we are able to do that, if we are able to get consumer confidence back, that's going to be a virtuous cycle. That is going to help spending, which is going to help businesses, which is going to help employment further. And that's how we can get the economy rolling again. It is always a pleasure to talk with you, Pedro. Thank you again for joining me on today's episode. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. 
You can check out Pedro's op-ed, Economic Recovery in the Time of COVID, by following the links in the episode description. And you can find our Canadian economics research, as well as our latest COVID-19 coverage at conferenceboard.ca. You've been listening to the Leadership Perspective Series by the Conference Board of Canada, hosted by Kira Johnston and written by Sarah Mells. This series is produced by Jen Duhamel, Nancy Nguyen is our audio engineer, and our executive producer is Michael Bassett. Ideas were also contributed by Rob Collins and Aaron Brophy. For more podcasts, videos, commentary, and ideas, visit conferenceboard.ca.